This is Rich's Random Podcast Generator, Episode 11, recorded Sunday, November 27th, 2011. Rich goes back to school. Gentlemen. And I use that term loosely. (laughs) Mike Fauché, how are you doing, sir? Good, and yourself? All right. You you hanging out by yourself there? No, I got John Zadler in here. He's putting his icy dock back together. Yeah. If I had known, I would have ran a video recording on this so we could have a little tutorial on how to field strip your icy dock. Yeah, I've put a couple together, but I've never managed to to rip one apart yet. Well, if you need to ever do it, you should ask John because he tears everything he owns apart. This is the first time I used that box on my PC. That's the IC dock unit? Yeah. Here's my media smart. Uh, I don't know what happened there. I blew my motherboard. So my That's media heard, smart yeah. there. I chopped it off down here. So it's short. It's about three inches shorter. And <laughs> uh, I'm going to make a. Uh, see, the motherboard looks like this if you've never seen the inside of uh, media smart. Yeah, it's actually, it doesn't even look like a standard IPX. No, it's a proprietary. It's only about like 6 inches by 10 or so. So that's it. So I decided to, uh, since I blew the motherboard, I'm going to make a port multiplier with my MediaSmart, whatever's left. Sounds like an article forthcoming. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I put some pictures up on MediaSmartServer.net. One of the guys there did a port multiplier thing, and I just added it to the thread. That's cool. Hey, what have you been up to today, Mike? I was just doing some uh, articles, I mean, not articles, uh, errands. I got articles on the brain. I was thinking about writing one, and I I was just taken back here. I just noticed my daughter just joined Google+. Plus. <laughs> Is she a techie? No, <laughs> not at uh. all. I sent her an invite like six months ago. <laughs> so she finally joined, yeah. She just joined now. Wow, that's cool. She joined. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just finished putting my, um, I had this weird thing happen to my system. Last night I was given some heavy crunching last night. I was uh, mm-hmm. I was taking a bunch of movies and doing some transcoding. What were you was, using? Um, I use Media uh, media Converter 7 from, uh, who is these Arcsoft. guys? Arcsoft. Arcsoft, thank you. It allows you to set up a batch process. So I had 12 running at the same time. And I was just cranking, moving stuff all over the place. And when I got done, I tried to move some files to my Windows Home server. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, my performance dropped to like about 1K per second. You know, usually I'm sitting at about, you know, 105, 110, and the thing just More. drops down yeah. to 1. Yeah, that's and crazy. I said, what the hell is going on? So I started thinking, you know, the worst that some died, and I started doing all this testing. And long story short, it narrowed it down to that particular system, and I tried to put an indent card. I did all kinds of gyrations. Nothing worked, so I said, now it's got to be the motherboard because nothing else is there. I changed the memory. I did everything else. So I happened to have a spare, a couple spares actually, but I put another one in, same problem when I got done. So finally, um, long story short, it turned out to be some kind of a 
mini port driver that installed itself through some application. It was in a bridge network configuration, and it just somehow it got corrupted or something, but it got hosed. Had you done some kind of VM installation? I did, but I took that out. I had I have had running for a while VirtualBox, mm-hmm. but I I took it apart. I mean, I didn't. Great. Yeah, that is just a monstrous thing on that microphone that you have. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. yeah it looks right. really industrial, doesn't it? Yeah, it's pretty industrial is the right way to put it. Yeah. I like it. It looks bad, so I'm sticking <laughs> with it. Check this thing out I just threw into the chat window. It's the Icy Dock Expander. And I bought this thing. This is this is a, a uh, device from Icy Dock. That wait, it looks wait, like I'm still, lo- I'm still looking for the chat window. Click you press the chat, and then it'll open on the left of the screen. You know, on the bottom, it should invite chat, YouTube, video, mic, settings, exit. Yeah. Click you chat. You see one there that says chat? The gray box is along the bottom. You see my screen? Yeah, but I don't see it on mine. You don't have a hmm. chat there? No. Are you, are you full screen with this? Well, let me see. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting, as my friend. Oh, wait a say. minute! Wait, <laughs> wait a second. Yeah. O- operator problem here. Operate wrong screen. Uh, yeah, exactly. Wrong. I was the the yeah. Never mind. I was looking at the the actual main window. I couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. But never mind. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I thought we were going to have to RDP in and help uh, you yeah, out there. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, actually, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool looking. It's interesting. You stick an SS. Now, I'll tell you why I even look for this. First of all, I'll say, tell you what it is in case you don't know. It's a, it's a little device that basically allows you to double your storage of your SSD. And how you do that is you pair this you stick your SSD in this device and then you pair this device with another hard drive which has, you know, a lot more storage, 250 oh. anyway, right? Right. So basically it uh, takes your, like I've got a 60 gigabyte SSD and it was in my girlfriend's computer and she was pushing it, you know, she was up like maybe 75% full. I'm thinking this is not going to be too long before she fills this. And I don't have another SSD right now and I'm thinking, well, how can I get out of this cheaply? And I went looking around, and this is what I stumbled across. So I wanted to keep her performance because um, I didn't want to send her back to her really slow spinning drive. So I said, well, how can I get out of this cheaply? So I found this device here, and basically, now I'll tell you when I get it, and I'll, I'll let you guys know how it works, but it's supposed to double the speed of the spinning drive. This sounds like one of those, like that hybrid controller I tested not long ago. Oh, yeah? What's that? Let me send you the link. I saw, I tested a High Point 1522 or something like that. It's a, it's a six gigabit hybrid card, and you plug an SSD in one and a hard drive in the other, and it acts as a hybrid caching scheme. And it supposedly gives you the performance and... You know, it's the capacity of the hard drive and the performance, kind of like the uh, Z sixty eight caching. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that this is doing that precisely. What I, what I understood it was doing is that it's, um, it's not doing an SSD caching. I, it sounds I like kind of make the, 
Well, it's 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 somehow it's combining an SSD and a spinning drive, and it says, "How big is your SSD? 60? Okay, we'll match it with some space from a spinning drive. So now you've got a 120 gigabyte hybrid drive here." Um, but the, it's not really a caching thing. I don't know if it's a caching thing or what it is. It's got to be. It, it, it's yeah, it's probably be. some it's... kind of caching. It's probably like, you know, when you have a drive there, like right now, you can buy a drive with a 32 meg cache. So this will give you like yeah. a, a 60 gig cache. I, yeah, I don't know if that's what it is. load a bunch of stuff onto the, from the hard drive, like onto this... that SSD. This looks like it has a SATA port in the back that you plug in your hard drive into. You plug the yeah, that's what that's right. So you put your SSD in this device, and it's just like one of those um, icy dark three uh, and a half inch bay devices that they have. Yeah. You stick your you stick your SSD in there, and then there's a short little cable that comes out and wraps around, and it plugs into your hard drive just below it, and that's how they pair it together. You have your SATA cable coming from your motherboard. It goes to this IC dock unit, and then another little short run of a cable, another SATA cable that also connects a spinning drive to this unit. So you've got two cables going into this unit, one from the motherboard, one right. from the spinning drive. And somehow they have done the electronics to make it turn it into um, basically a... Uh, now, I'm going to be curious to see if it kills the data. You know, I'll make a, a nice little backup, first of all, maybe an Acronis too, and then we'll see if it kills the data. But I almost think that they're trying to tell me that you just plug this in and, you know, boot up and voila, you know, you now have a 120 gig or slightly less C drive versus, in my case, I got a 60 right now with an SSD. And you, so you got 120 gig and then whatever the rest of that spinning drive was, Say it was mm -hmm. say it was a 250. So now you've got 190 that you could use for a second drive, like a D drive. Yeah, it really sounds a lot like kind of what High Point tried to do. I'm going to copy a link here. We can kind okay. of use the comparison. You know, I tested the thing, and I it obviously is dependent on the performance of the SSD. Yeah, the claim is that it increases hard drive speeds by up to two times both sequential uh, read-write speeds. Of the SSD or the hard drive? No, the hard drive. Because, I mean, you know, you're pairing a hard drive with an SSD. You're certainly gonna, not going to you're not gonna go any faster with your SSD now. Yeah, well, that's what I'm wondering, yeah. They call it a hybrid. It creates a high-performance hybrid partition that doubles the capacity of the SSD drive being used. I don't know. You know, she doesn't have... It, it, her, bo her PC is an Athlon... It's not even an Athlon 2, it's an Athlon 64. So um, the other alternative was just to go buy a 120 gigabit yeah, I just uh, dropped a link, a link, a link that, uh, of the article. Yeah, let me take a look at that. It's, it's, it sounds like it's almost the same. Yeah, I, I don't expect a miracle. Uh, I'll be curious to see if I even think it's worth it. But it wasn't a ton of money, so if it doesn't work out, well... Okay, fine. Actually, if you if you're gonna, yeah, you can always return it. Yeah, this is true. So I was looking over the article as we were talking, your article, and uh, you're saying it's not nearly as effective as the Z68 solutions. 
Well, yeah, I you know I, I never tested the Z sixty eight solution, but I can I, I think for compared to what you're getting now, it might be comparable though. It's not as fast as I was hoping it would be. If you look at but the it was faster though, I see it, it was faster. Uh, it's basically taps out at the speed of you know depends on the performance of the SSD you put in. It's mm. not earth shattering. I would have expected you know with that type of caching. The advantage is it doesn't matter what size drive you have. So it might be worth considering as a secondary option to what you're trying because this you, whatever drive you put in the other side is is impacted. Who makes this? High point. Okay. Let's see. Oh, it's not too expensive. About fifty dollars. Fifty nine dollars. It's not real expensive, no. Oh gee. It's it's on a big fat sale. It's down to nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents. Is it really? Wow, yeah. So do you think for nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents it's worth it or um yeah, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're looking to see if you can squeak some performance out of something, it might be worth a shot. Huh. I mean, it allows you to. I mean, it sounds like you're what you're getting is going to do virtually the same thing, but it's going to do it to only. This is essence. This has two modes in it. It has a safe mode and a performance mode. Uh -huh. I, I tested the safe mode, not the performance mode. Right. The performance mode basically creates a, a RAID stripe with the SSD, so you have an SSD stripe to a a spindle drive. And it uses its own algorithm to increase performance, and it's supposed to be much faster that way. But obviously, if you lose a drive, you lose a drive, or if something gets hosed, you're 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 kind of messed up. The safe way is um, it creates basically a mirror configuration, and it uses the it uses its own algorithms to track your data, and hopefully, in essence, serves up whatever it thinks you need off of the SSD. So you end up with sort of a mirrored configuration. So it has both modes, and and you can add and take the thing away as often as you want without screwing up your data if you're using safe mode. If you use the performance mode, once you break the array, you'll lose your data. Ah, okay. That's interesting. All of that on one little card. Interesting. Yeah, it was. Uh, it caught my attention. But uh, yeah, who was doing that? Somebody in the forums, right? Me. Yeah, I saw so somebody put a array because that, that's what you're talking about, right? I was just distracted with something else. You, somebody, you set up a array, array, and then you added an SSD drive. To, oh yeah, uh, no, the, I think um, uh, what's his name did that. Um, Paul, Paul Brarin. Uh, Tinker, Tinker, Tree. Tinker Guy. Tinker, Tinker Tree. Tinker Guy, yeah. yeah. He's, yeah Tinker he, Tree. he did that. He put a, a stripe, and then he cached the stripe. Yeah, he did SSD caching, right? Yeah. And was he able to do that because he had a Z68 board? Right, exactly, yeah. That was on the BYOB. You were talking to him about that. Um, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was. Yeah, he, we inter, uh, he was on the show not long ago, about two, three weeks ago. So what do you got to do to leverage the Z68 board um, SSD caching? How easy is that? Is that an app that's on the... Uh... It's not an app. It's actually built into the Intel RAID drivers, which is why I'm not using it. Uh, uh huh. I don't like those drivers at all. But, I mean, it, basically that's all you have to do. Once you create it, you, you can create it on the fly. So, so you'd probably go into the uh, Intel... Uh... Right, it's in the Little Intel storage. Right, yeah. right. Uh, on, uh, yeah, in the tray, yeah. Right. Hmm. You plug an SSD in, and then you can uh, go into the Intel Rapid Storage and you then set what? it up. It's supposed to be pretty SSD easy. Plugged in. Let me see. Let me see what I got here. 
yeah, it has to be a blank drive, which it'll format itself, and it has to be. You can only choose one volume that you can that you can cache. All right. Well, let me see. Uh, let me see if I can see it in my Intel Rapid Storage Technology Drive Manager. Well, this is probably this option is probably not going to show up unless I've actually got. Right. You got to have to. You have to have a blank SSD attached. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I think it's probably a pretty. It's a great idea. I just, uh, you know, I cringe when I think of the Intel drivers, but it, it, you know, conceptually, what are, yeah. What is it about the Intel drivers? I've heard you say that a lot, and uh, I they just, I just didn't care for them. They caused problems. Um, they were the root cause of the initial um, blue screens of death with the LCZ or the the Sandforce drives. They were uh, part and parcel to the problem. They patch the RAID drivers, but then the RAID drivers, if they're loaded, you can't burn the firmware on any of your your uh, yeah, SSDs. Yeah, that is a bit, just, of a, a bit of a pain, isn't it? It got to be more trouble than it's worth, so I, I just I don't want to. I don't like third-party. It's not not that it's it's not that we're not already using third-party drivers. I typically like Intel drivers. I just don't care for something that's going to fit across my storage connection. Okay, I got you. Hang on, I'll be right back. Okay. So what are you up to, John? Uh, that's it with the USB drive. With the USB connection, my, the drive showed up, so I'm just going to take a look at them in... Um, uh, now you're talking about your IC dock is back online? Yeah, I'm going to look at, look, at look at it with perfect disk and see uh, how uh, fragmented the drive is. And you know what I noticed there? Like that's it. I have a few drives, and the thing is basically in version 1 for Windows Home Server there, it there's a folder called, uh, well, there's the DE folder, and in the DE folder, there's two folders. One's called shares, and the other one's called folders. And uh, mm -hmm. in the folders folder, there's a folder called 008086, and that's where all your uh, your PC backups are. Okay. What happens is usually, like, that's it. It creates it on your system, you know, like on the departition of your system drive. When you add a second drive, it's supposed to move all of that stuff. It was a bit of a smart way of thinking because now instead of slowing down, you know, let's say you're doing PC backups and then also, you know, you're, let's the say same you're using your OS. Drive. Yeah. yeah, it's on another drive. So it's like, great. So now it shoves it to the second drive. Was that Power Pack 2 or 3 that they did that? I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's one of those, right? But anyway, yeah, go ahead. You stopped that landing zone. Yeah, then right. Now what happens is, uh, and I guess if, you're, if your backups take up more than one drive, then those back those PC backups will start to go on another drive, right? Like let's say you know you have five PCs and it's more than two terabytes because let's say you had a second that second drive you put in is two terabytes. Now you put in a third drive, that second drive is going to fill up, the PC backups will fill up, and then now it'll have to add it on the third drive and so forth. And now with the drives in the IC dock, I'm looking, I see that that folder it's like on two drives. Instead of being just on one drive, it's on two drives. So some of it is in one, and some of it is in the other one. So I guess I got enough PC backups. That's actually spilling over to a second maybe drive. Yeah, that's maybe what it, it must be. What it's doing. Wow. How many PCs are you backing up in your house? I only got two. Yeah. So a lot of data. I don't know why it's doing that because uh. it can't be. It can be two terabytes. We're over two terabytes. Worth are you using? Um, are you using? Uh, I'm gonna forget his name now, but uh, BDBB. Uh, backup. Alex? Alex Koretz is, and do you have like duplicate backups? Yeah, you, you know that? what? I actually turned, I did turn that on once. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's still set in the registry. 
yeah, to double the uh, the PC backups, the Windows Phone Server PC backups. I turned them, but then I thought I think I deleted them. And so then, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it, mm. it put a second copy somewhere else. But you wonder when you tell it to like, when you actually say, okay, don't give me a backup of that second backup if it actually goes and deletes the folder, or it's just like, okay. You know, it's like on a hard drive, right? When you say delete these files, it doesn't actually delete the files. It just deletes the, uh, whatever, the marker to it, you know, the, the link to it. But here, that's it. It's like I still see the files there. So kind of I'll have to investigate. So you think you've unchecked the box? You're using BDBB, right? And you think you might have set it one time and then you went in yeah. and said do not duplicate. And you're telling me now that it didn't uh, actually Get yeah, rid of like those files. It didn't get rid of that duplicate. Yeah, uh, that's kind of weird. Hmm. I'll have to see. Yeah, but I know does. that Drashna did say, uh, and he, let me tell you, this guy Drashna, he knows his Windows Home Server stuff. He was saying that actually, he says if you have PC backups duplicated, and then you restore a PC, he says it's going to be a lot more efficient the way it backs up. So I don't know exactly what he meant by that. I don't maybe think he means he's doing maybe that. He means it's like a like reading from a mirror where you maybe get twice as fast reads because if they're duplicating, they're probably going to try to put them on a couple of different drives. They're not going to just duplicate them to the same drive, are they? No, no, so read to another drive, but that's right. it. I wonder, what do you, you think that you think that if you're reading I think the it's file? The read. Yeah, I think they're reading it two drives at a time. It says, hey, yeah, this, uh, this, this file sequence is actually on two different, identical on two different spaces. Why don't we read a little bit here and there for each drive read cycle? So it, it, when he says more efficient, it, that would be like faster and get it done faster. Yeah. Well, I can understand it'd be more reliable that, you know, if you kind of screwed up on your PC backups and say, let's say it rolled to a, a bad sector on the drive, well, then, you know, at least because you have a second physical drive, then if you had a bad sector, at least, you know, you've kind of reduced your chances of that. But, you know, actually, when it comes back to, you know, uh, restoring a PC, if, like you're saying, if it sees two drives, it says, okay, I'll get some from you and I'll get some from the other guy. That would be cool. Mr. Fauché, I'm thinking about breaking down my RAID 5 on my Windows Home server because I'm scrounging, yes. I'm scrounging for a, 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 an extra 2-terabyte hard drive right for now. What, storage? For yeah, storage? well, I want to I, I want to set up a uh, I've got another box here. I've got, I've got a Q9550 just sitting here. Tonight it's it's running the recording uh, the um, the audacity uh -huh. that I'm in here with recording, but I mean, it doesn't need to be doing that. I can get an, I got another box that could do that. I want to set this thing up to be like my virtual machine box, my virtual server. So, Hyper-V and whatnot. Well, you don't want to use green drives for that anyway. Yeah, well, I don't have a lot of options right now. I don't have uh, my. I can't. I can't make myself go out and buy a a drive that I could have paid a hundred dollars for. I can't go out and spend two hundred and fifty dollars for it right no, now. No, no, I, I don't blame you for that. But uh, you know, if you look at some of those externals for, maybe grab one of those and pop the, one of those out instead of breaking down your. your you know. Whole Jim Jim Collison was telling me I should do that, and yeah. I was telling him back. I says, "I'll bet you they stick the, the uh, very marginal drives in there." Marginal in what way? Performance. Well, yeah, yeah, performance. Well, they they tell you what they put in it. I mean, it, it'll tell you if it's a seventy-two or a fifty-nine or whatever. But you know, it, you're pulling out and, a fifty-four a fifty-four hundred green drive. So what's the difference? I mean, if you're I don't know, maybe nothing, maybe nothing. I just I don't know. 
Did you see Dave's post there in the forums? He, he said, I think he said Office Max. They had a two terabyte yeah. drive for sixty nine yeah. bucks. I saw that. He picked it up. It was a Seagate, I think. Seagate Barracuda LP, but yeah. uh, the deal's gone by from Office Depot. Yeah, I'm sure if I you search around, you can probably find some kind of external drive that's got... 7200 speed. Yeah, huh? yeah. Well, I mean, even if it's not a 7200, it's better than breaking down your RAID 5 and pulling out a 5400 anyway, because that's what you got in there, right? It is what I got in there. Yeah. So I mean, your your net gain is zero, pretty much, other than a lot of work for sixty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't do it. What are you going to replace it with? If you can go standard drives configuration, but you're going to lose the flexibility of a single volume, and you're going to lose mm. the redundancy. Yeah. Well, I've got that RAID. I've got that RAID split up into a couple of terabytes, just to um, two, you, into two terabyte sections. You do. Yeah. You I got, got three, a RAID five split up into into two terabyte into sections. Three, into three two terabyte sections. And you did that. Talk way. to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Um, <laughs> tell me yeah, if that's no. good. Well, <laughs> tell me why that's bad. Well, for starters, it defeats the purpose. I mean, other than the physical redundancy of the drives, you kind of defeated the purpose. I mean, the the whole issue with with doing a RAID 5 is to get a larger volume so you have the flexibility of folders without having to be concerned about capacity for each volume. And you've kind of put a RAID 5 together and then split it back up. Okay, well, I'm I'm kind of okay with that right there as far as that goes. I mean, I don't have any one volume anywhere near full. Uh, maybe I've got one that's maybe two-thirds full, but that's about it. Right, but the problem is when it spills over. As you you know, you're talking six months down the runway. When it spills over, you basically have set up an inefficient setup for yourself. Okay. You know, Mike, it makes me think because my brother he he bought a server for a company. He bought a Power Edge T410, like a big beast, you know. And they have mm -hmm. whatever their RAID card in there. I don't know what it is. And anyway, he looks at it, and I think they had four drives or six drives. But then, like, he looks at it, the, the RAID was all set up, but then he looks in his um, uh, disk management and he sees, like, four separate drives. So it's like, you know, is is that what they did? Did they take these drives and, you know, make one big RAID array and then split them into separate drive letters? Could be, and, and it could be for, for various reasons. But, I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> I guess it all depends on your philosophy and what you're trying to do, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it's very possible, especially if they have, uh, you know, if they're trying to use it on, you know, uh, in, in Server 2008 or any of the byproducts of it, because you, you've got the same two terabyte limitations, so they could have done that, you know, on purpose. So, Mike, you're not saying that I lost any performance from doing this, are you? Uh, I don't think you lost performance, uh, okay. other than depending on how you formatted your volumes. Um I think I just uh, went with the uh, MBR. Yeah, MBR. That looks, that's a slight performance loss on MBR. You'll get slightly better performance on using the GPT partition. But um, I just, you know, I went the, the diametric opposite on that. I should have had I mean, you come over and do this yeah. for me. Uh, you know, I because I, I had I had when I had my eight drives, I actually had it split up into two partitions, and I ripped it all down and made it all big one big partition. Just so I could get the, and I gained space by doing that. Okay. 
So I really, you know, it depends. It, it's everything is sort of a. It kind of becomes a personal preference to some point, but I, I well, think I think that having the smaller partitions in my mind sort of somewhat defeats the purpose. I think what I was what I was thinking about is that you've got server backup, and I wanted to do server backup on this, and you can't back up more than two ter um. Two terabytes? Yeah, you can't back up more than two terabytes because of the limitation of the VHD. So I think that's why I went with the three two terabyte drives, figuring if I want to back up everything on this drive, it won't be a problem. My home server will just say, well, you want to back up everything? Well, that's fine. Oh, I see three different drives. Okay, fine. I'll make three different VHDs and get my server back up. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, John, you could probably tell me if that's wrong thinking or not. Well, the thing is, you can only back up a share less than two terabytes. So you can have, let's say, a five terabyte drive or array or whatever. If your share is less than two terabytes, then you can back it up, even though it's on a five terabyte drive. If the share is less than two terabytes, it backs it up. So it's, when it makes a VHD of that share, you have to say you're maxed at the two terabytes. So is that share, like, let's say, one and a half terabytes, and then the other share is, let's say, a terabyte, and then you tell it to do the backup. Now that's actually two and a half terabytes. It'll start the backup, and then it'll fail because it's over two terabytes. Yeah, I got that, and, and, but I didn't get what I didn't get. I, you, you, could see, you can see what I did. I just figured, yeah. oh, you know. Rich, if you had a one and a half terabyte videos and a one and a half terabyte music, that's three terabytes. As soon as you told it to back up those two shares, it would fail. It's over two terabytes. <laughs> Okay, all right. If you just did your backup routine and you say just back up the the video share, then it'll go fine. And then then you would have to go back into the the freaking wizard and say, okay, now do the PC backup, but exclude the videos and do the music video. So this is what kind of sucks. Somebody should come out with some kind of ad in there that could say, look, let me make this in like clusters, like two terabyte VHDs. You know, what share do you want to back up? Okay, as long as the shares, I don't know how they could do it, but. Basically, it would have to be like, take a maximum of two terabytes and say, okay, take two terabytes VHD, put it there. Another two terabytes VHD, put it on the next drive, put it on the next The drive. alternative, John, is to use a Cronus. That'll back up more than two terabytes, and it's about 20 bucks on sale right now. And it'll go all the way up to, I think, 16 mm -hmm. plus terabytes in one oh, will it run on? Yes, I'm running it right now. I, on, I gave up. You installed it on 2011? Mm-hmm. In 2011, as well as yeah. um, I have running. And a Cronus will do a, uh, incremental backups, right? It will oh, do an incremental backup. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that might be it. a way to go. This is good. I'm glad I mentioned this because this that might is, be a way to go for. Uh, totally clears it up. Well, you know, it's it's a, it's an option. Let's put it that way. I mean, it's something to consider. What I, I ended up with sort of a convoluted thing. I have the two main PCs that I use all the time for everything they both have a Cronus backing up the OS only the OS so I can do a you know a eight-minute recovery because the Cronus mm -hmm. restores almost instantly and I've got them backed up to an internal drive on each just system. use it today as a uh, matter of fact yeah I just use a yeah. Cronus it's today. quick it's very quick so I put a physical drive in each system and that's what I back up to you know daily in addition to the Windows Home Server, which I would be predominantly interested in the straggler stuff or stuff that's on the other physical drives. And then I added uh, Cronus to Windows Home Server 
again only for the OS. You know, the, the shares on there are protected by the RAID configuration for starters, and then secondly, I have that backing up through a sync program, the actual raw data to another server. So all the data is protected in two locations, but the OS was relying on this VHD thing, and just from what I've seen of the Windows Restore, I think I'd rather put my faith in a Cronus. So I yeah, I, I found when I was testing Small Business Server Essentials in the yeah. 2011 there, I found the server backup, some that it would work and some that it would fail. Like, what the hell's you, going on there? Well, okay, that's what I want to ask you. John, I thought I, thought I learned from you that you can't run regular home user Acronis on a server. You might be able to use it to back up your shares to another drive. That might work. But as far as when you restore... Go ahead, Mike. No, no. It's, it's, I was going to say, Acronis 2012 works fine on the servers. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't know if it's detecting Windows 2011 as a server or not, but it's working fine. I mean, it will install fine. It lets you create the bootable recovery and it, it lets you configure the sync program. It, it does everything. It ha that has a built-in sync program as well. It's fully functional. But then you're lucky there because on my version okay. 1, Windows Home Server version 1, I had to get a Cronus, uh, I don't know, I think it was a 2008 version or whatever, of Enterprise right. Server, some, somebody, true, uh, true something. Because like you said before, uh, you back up the OS. I use it to back up my OS because my uh, version 1 OS with all the add-ins and, and I got Active Directory set up, I got a really, you know, tweaked out OS. So if I had to reinstall that from scratch, that would take forever. So, uh, yeah, I use Acronis and it puts it into a boot. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, you have the secure zone that you can hide a certain amount of space on the system drive. I put it there, I put it on the share, and I even back it up to uh, a USB stick so right. for the OS. But uh, like you're saying, for 2011, it might be a good idea to use Acronis to back up your shares, and maybe yeah. even the OS. But see, the thing is with Acronis, with Home Server, if you back up the, the OS... I'm wondering if you back up the OS. No, it's the PC backups. If you do the PC backups, and then you, I don't know if it's incremental. Like, how does it know if it's incremental? Well, you got a couple different things going on there. You've got with Windows Home Server, it's doing a, you know, you're doing more or less an incremental, but it's doing that single instance backup thing. Yeah. But it, it is doing sort of an incremental. It doesn't continuously build VHDs. Acronis does a true incremental where you can actually see the files and the incremental things that are going, you know, each time it runs. And then, of course, you can set it to do a consolidation and all that wonderful stuff, whatever increments you want. They use completely different technologies, but, mm -hmm. you know, from what I've seen, at least my past experience, I sure like having it on there, even if I, you know, ultimately you could run them both. But I think for me, I just in not only what i've heard but my own experiences i think i'll if i had to if i had to put my money on something at this point i think i want to have a cronus bring my systems back up pretty quickly you know that it's one thing for example on the server without the os running i can't get to any of the shares the raid car is not accessible without the driver and mm -hmm. the driver is obviously on the os so in order to bring things back up speed is of the essence and I want to be able to bring things back up quickly so I basically want to be able to go in there and plug a USB stick in, hit restore, pull it from a physical drive and go and that's kind of how I decided I want to go forward. 
Is it worst case scenario? I am still backing up using Windows Home Server. I am still backing up the OS. So I figure I've got a, I've doubled my chances of a successful OS backup. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you know it reminds me of a, a story. My brother there with version one, he installed at a client media smart server and uh, backing up their PCs and he decided to do the same thing too he says you know what I'm gonna automatically do the PC backups because you know version one it wakes up the PCs blah 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 so back up the, the PCs then he says I'm gonna get a Cronus also do its backup of the PCs so I'll have a Cronus backups and the Windows Home Server back so he, he had three two terabyte drives in that server then he calls me up one day and he says you know a Cronus I checked it, my client he says in the past three weeks a Cronus has been failing in the PC backups. He says, I got, uh, you know, six terabytes in there. You know what's going on? I got all kinds of disk space. What, what's the story? It took me a while to figure it out because the PC backups were still going, but not the Acronis backups. I said, ah. I said, you know what you did? I said, I bet you the PC, ba the Acronis the backups, you're not copying it to a shared folder, which pans over the, the three drives. You're taking, like, let's say, the D drive. You went to the D drive, and on the D drive, you put a folder. And the D drive, let's say that was a 2-terabyte drive, which had the OS and whatever. And once that drive got filled up, Acronis had no more disk space. It didn't jump to the next drive. It doesn't know about no other drive because it's one, you know, it is. It's a big pool. So that was the thing. What he actually do was I told him, go in there. I says, create a shared folder called Acronis. And then back up, appoint the Acronis backups to that shared folder. So then that mm. would go over your six terabytes of stuff. And then that worked. So that was cool. Boy, you guys are giving me a lot to think about. I'm going to be doing a total <laughs> rework here. Well, okay, I mean, I'm glad you showed up, Mike and John. It, just coincidentally, how these things work, I love it. Um, I just put my Media Smart server back together, just loaded the backup with my four drives in there, and uh, I've been slowly copying files off of my 2011, getting ready to mess with the RAID configuration, but I, I can see now what I'm going to do is I will go ahead and set that RAID 5 up again with the four drives, and this time I will... Uh, this time I'll think about, uh, yeah, I'll leave it as one huge pool, and this time I'll think about maybe getting a Cronus on there. I have a Cronus. I just haven't been using it. I don't use it like that. I use a Cronus as a one-off, like, okay, I'm going to do something with my PC. Let me run a Cronus right. and throw this up here because I know I've got a 2011 backup, but you know what? I don't want to mess with that if I don't have to because of the drivers and blah, 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 trying to find the network. A Cronus finds everything on the network pretty quick you know and it does a good let me tell you something else just as an aside but still a Cronus related today I had a, a 60 gigabyte SSD that I wanted to put a 120 gigabyte image back on to uh, you can't do that straight off the bat with a Cronus but what you can do is you can image a larger spinning drive and then while it's all still booted up in the Acronis environment, say, okay, now I want you to clone that spinning drive to this smaller SSD, and it does it. Bang, it's done. Yes, um, I, I use that all the time. And that my, from my very first SSD to various upgrades I've done, I've always used the drive clone, and it's just an awesome thing. I love that because, you know, oh, you always awesome. get screwed whenever you want to – Whenever you want to uh, take a partition that's larger yeah. than the drive you want to put it on, it's like, oh, geez. I actually toyed with doing – what got me on this Acronis thing is I actually toyed with doing exactly that. 
actually that's what got me first started. I wanted to see if I could. I'm using the IC Dock, you know, the little laptop mirroring thing in my server. Yep. Yep. And the you know I remembered now why I don't like laptop drives. The performance is just atrocious. I can't stand to see anything run that slow. So I I, I thought you know what if I because I had an old Gen One. SSD kicking around here, and I thought, what if I take the? It's a 60 gigger, and I thought, what if I could? Clone Don't tell the, me. That <laughs> you did that. You were well, able to do I, that with your with your 2011 I, OS. I didn't do it yet. That's what I was. That's where uh, I was headed. That's where I was you headed. Tell me if you could pull that one off. <laughs> I want to hear about it. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I, I'm going to try do. it. I'm going to try because I got right. nothing to lose. Because I. No, you don't. All I got to do is unplug the IC dock, boot to the emergency recovery USB, and, and away I go. Yeah, and um, if it boots up, it boots up. If boots not, up, throw your doesn't, IC doesn't. dock unit back in there. Who cares? Right, exactly. But your IC dock, uh, yeah, you know, little tiny um, laptop drives. It's yeah, just painful. I, 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 even with I the mirror, even with the mirror, the reads aren't that good. Well, I especially with the mirror. I thought mirrors yeah. were supposed to give you a better read. Not really. But you're supposed to kind of double do anything. Or whatever. Yeah, but don't they use a lousy chip yeah. there in there? To yeah, the it's it's really hokey. I I think I mean it's a great concept. Don't get me wrong. I'm not pounding IC. But they cheaped port. out on the electronics. But, but, uh, yeah, I mean it just doesn't. Just the drives themselves. I mean you, you just can't put. All right. I don't know. I, I if I don't do SSD and I want to do a regular drive, I, I don't. I can't stand these laptop things anymore. I, uh, do, I, I when, really, gonna, when do you think you're going to do that SSD uh, <laughs> <laughs> shrink down? Uh, I want to hear about this, man. I'm not that would be very intriguing. <laughs> oh, then fine. I'll just do it myself. No, so no I, I don't. Saying, I don't. Probably in the next couple of weeks. But I, yeah. it's, it's. Not, I got some other things I got to finish up first. But. Um, it definitely was. That's how I got onto a Cronus about three or four days. Actually, about a week ago. That's how I got to figuring out. You know, I downloaded the latest trial, and I thought, you know, what the hell? Let me give it a shot. And I was blown away to find out that it actually installs. So I took it from there and bought a copy. They had them on sale for nineteen dollars. And so I figured I'll give that a shot and, mm -hmm. and run that. So I've been configuring it. I'm toying with the idea of using their built-in sync program since it's an ideal thing to put on a server. You know, every time you write something, you can have it automatically sync up. Oh, what is that? That um, what do they call that? That I I looked at that and I says, man, I don't want that running in the background. But you think maybe in well, a it's server? It's built in. It's built in. Whether you want it or not, it's on the program already. Well, I know it's it's on the program, but you don't enable it unless you want it. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I think it's already it? running though. I don't think you I don't think you're enabling anything. Hmm. Okay. I thought you were. Oh, you know what? I don't actually have a Cronus install right now. I thought what do they call it? I I could have sworn if you're talking about like every time you make you do anything it automatically What am I thinking of here? It's like an it's like a live Live, to, live, um, to live sync. Yeah, it's like a live sync. Yeah. Why did I not like that? I don't like them either normally because it's real time. And every time you copy something, you can set parameters up, but basically it'll duplicate that file. But I thought it might be great to give it a shot. I was actually thinking more of not from PC to server, but from server to server. Hmm. 
Okay, that's a lot to think about. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a if you've got some type of network attached storage, or if you've got a external box attached to your server or something like that, it would probably work really well to do almost a real time backup. So you always had a current copy. So I was oh just toying with. Huh? I, I was going to say I might use my old MediaSmart server for that function. Um, you could do that, or if you've got something like a, uh, I'd hate to say the Drobo, but something like a, uh, you know, a. Uh, you said it. Hey, <laughs> now you ruined it. Good. <laughs> uh, you know, something like the the uh, the EX five hundred three, or something like the uh, the San. God, I can't think of the name offhand. But uh, yes, Synology. Yeah, not that one. The other one. Oh, San Digital? San Digital, thank you. Yeah. Okay, Any of those external boxes that have multi-drives would be great to attach to the server, set up as a shared folder for the backup, and then have oh. a Cronus sync up to it every time you copy something to your server. Okay. Those are just square. It's a lot of work. John? I was just saying, uh, you make me think about that software from CloudBerry Backup, where now yeah, uh, you buy that add-in and you'll... Who is it there, that guy, um, I think it was a guest they've had on there, the, the Quest, the OS Quest, he was talking about how the other backup program, the one that Dave likes, anyway, you, you point to a, a folder and it will make a backup of that shared folder on another drive. Keep vault. Yeah, keep vault. Yeah. All right. Well, gosh, I am glad we got together tonight. I learned something <laughs> and now... I'm intrigued by the possibilities here of a super fast SSD running my OS on my 2011 box. <laughs> you know what I was after is things like, uh, you know, when you pull up the console. Uh, when you... That's that is why that right there is why to me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I pull up the console. I have a couple other things running on my server, but those kinds of things are painfully slow. So I too slow. Yeah, too slow for a guy who's used to, um, you know. That's the thing is I noticed on my uh, media smart version 1, since I have the monitor connected, I open task manager on my version 1 and then on my PC, and I go to processes, and then you see with CPU what's taking up space and what's taking up memory. And basically, when you load up the console on your PC, I think it's using, is it starting on task manager on the server? Like, you, you see the memories. Because I have a bunch of add-ins, the memory is going up, you know, 80 meg, you know, 100 meg, 120 meg. It just keeps going. And then when it loads everything up, then the console opens. So I'm yeah. just wondering how is there a way to kind of speed that up? SSD. That's a bigger challenge on 2003 version 1 because you don't have trim support. But, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm after. I mean, that whole thing has just got awful slow. It was slow in version 1, and it seems to be even slower now that I went to that IC dock thing. Because I don't remember having this problem when I did the initial beta testing of 2011. And when I when I do the testing off the VM server, it, it's a lot faster as well. So that's what got me going. I mean, isn't there a way to reserve do. memory on the on this? Because it's loading into memory. It so isn't there be. a way it to load be. the the the? Because I know that like sometimes I think it's happened before where I've loaded something in the server or an add-in, and then I close the add-in and I open it up, and like the add-in like it did for some reason didn't update. But then when I open the like this is I'm saying I open the console on my server, I added something, close the console, open the console on the server, it wasn't there. I went to my PC, I opened the console there, then the update showed up. 
because one it was already loaded up in the memory and the other one you had to kind of like close it and then relaunch it and then it would load up the memory again you know so if you're going to memory and opening the console or if you've added a new add-in and you haven't refreshed it then you're always getting uh you know the old one but then again you know if you have you know you have your console it's all tweaked you have all your add-ins set up then you say okay you know what take this whole console whatever it is whatever it's storing in memory like leave it active in memory don't just wipe it out after when it's done um, yeah but it, that's kind of kind of hard to control though you can reserve memory to do different things can't you are you talking specifically about like when you add, put a new ad in and then you have to reboot the console yeah you have to close okay well it looks like John's connection dropped I'm going to go ahead and wrap up what he was talking about. When you load the console, the first thing that happens is that it loads all of its add-ins into memory. His point was, if you've got a lot of add-ins, that's going to take a lot of time. His thought was, if these add-ins were resident in memory, then the whole console would load a lot faster. I don't know if that's doable, but if it, uh, if it is, John will probably figure out how to do it. So that's going to do it for this week's edition of Rich's Random Podcast Generator. Rich's Random Podcast Generator is a production of the Average Guy Network. <laughs>